discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. What a word, what a word, what a word, what a word. Hallelujah. What a word. Thank you, thank you, Dr. Latina, for that word. We are encouraged, we are inspired. Once again, I want to thank you, Bishop. I want to thank you, Ma, uh, for the opportunity to be here with you. And thank you so much, uh, Love Economy. Thank you for receiving us. <laughs> we feel at home. Amen. Well, I want to get into the Word of God. Um, a year or so ago, the Lord spoke to my heart about a word which I felt was a word meant for the body of Christ. I initially thought it was just a word for my church, but each time I go to minister somewhere, I'm always prompted to come back to that same word. And that's the word that I'm going to come and minister to you today. The God of restoration. The God of restoration. Hallelujah. I will kindly ask you to go with me to the, to the Acts of the Apostles. Acts chapter number 7. And there we're going to look at verse number 9 and verse number 10. The God of restoration. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. Hallelujah. But God was with him. And delivered him out of all his afflictions. Gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I give you honor. I give you glory. Because you are on the throne. Lord Jesus, take all the glory. I pray, Lord, that you may grant me the tongue of the learned. I pray that you may grant the grace to the hearers of this word. Everyone under the sound of my voice, let them be under the unction of the Holy Spirit, that they may hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We bind the enemy, we resist him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, it is done. Amen. The God of restoration. The Bible says, And the patriarchs were moved by envy and sold Joseph into Egypt. They sold him what? Into Egypt, into slavery. These two verses of Acts chapter number 7, 9 and 10. To me, this is a summary of the whole story of Joseph. 
It's an abstract. You know, in academic writing, there is something that we call an abstract or a sum, executive summary. This is what I did in a nutshell. And these, uh, this is my hypothesis. This is how I carried out. And these are my results. And these are my conclusion in 200 words. Hallelujah. That's God's 200 words there. <laughs> and the patriarchs, when he talks about the patriarchs, he's talking about the sons of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel. Those are the patriarchs. Talking of Reuben, Simon, um, who is Levi, Judah, you name them all the way to, to, to Benjamin. But before that, before, uh, Joseph was sold, Benjamin had not yet been born, right? So the patriarchs were moved by envy. Why were the patriarchs envious of Joseph? The Bible tells us that Joseph was the son of Israel's old age. He was the youngest. Joseph is a very interesting guy. Joseph came in as number 11 of the boys. Remember, Israel had 12 sons. Joseph came in as number 11. Life has a way of making a number 1, a number 11. Joseph was supposed to be number one, but he came in as number 11. How did that happen? His father called Jacob, who became Israel. He went to his uncle Laban, there to look for a wife. Ah, he saw a beautiful young lady called Rachel and wanted to marry Rachel. On the day of marriage, actually he was told, look here. If you want Rachel, you have to work for seven years. At the end of seven years, <laughs> the wedding comes. On the wedding day, he's given the wrong bride. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> May you receive the right bride for you. <laughs> you instead of being given Rachel, he was given Leah. The Bible says Leah had tender eyes, but Rachel was beautiful. <laughs> Lo and behold, in the morning he realizes, hey, I've been played numbers here. I've been given a Leah instead of a Rachel. <laughs> Where is my Rachel? <laughs> he says, no, 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 no. That ought not to be done here. We, we don't give away the youngest before we give the older. So, if you want Rachel, you have to wait for another seven years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, oh, now fulfill Leah's week, and then after that we'll give you Rachel. But you have to wait, you have to labor again for seven years. What a delay. What a delay. Mm, 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 mm. But the Bible says, Joseph gladly waited for those seven, seven years, and they seemed like days. They seem like days. May the Lord give you the grace to see days instead of years. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh. Eventually, he works, he has now worked what? 14, 14 years for one, one beautiful Rachel. And at the end of 14 years, as if things are now working, it so happens that Rachel's womb is closed. She's barren. After you've waited for 14 years, no, ch no child. 
<laughs> oh, the rival. Leah on the other side. She's popping them one after the other. Just like that. <laughs> Until Rachel says uh, to Jacob, give me a son, give me a child, uh, uh, or else I die. She really wanted a son. She really wanted a child. Give me a child or else I die. And the Bible says, and God remembered Rachel. May the Lord remember you. Hallelujah. May you, may your name be remembered in heaven as God remembered Noah. <laughs> you know, Noah. Let me diverge a little bit. The Bible says in Genesis 8 that Noah God remembered Noah. Why? Because Noah had been inside an ark. An ark is a good thing when it is saving you. But remember, an ark is a limitation. In an ark, it's like a four by four. You have your animals, you have your pythons, you have your leopard. If you want to do number one, number two, you are doing it there. Limited within an ark. Then God remembered that, hey, for this man to thrive, I have to blow the waters so he can come out of his situation. And God remembered Noah and he caused the waters to what? To subsize. So he can come out. May the Lord remember you in your ark that you may come out. May the Lord remember you in your barrenness like you remember Rachel that you may have a son so you don't die. Hallelujah. So it so happened that when Joseph, uh, when Rachel became pregnant of Joseph, that's the time that now Jacob went back to Laban and said, hey, my time here is done. Let me go. Let me go to my own people and provide for my own family. We are not going to go into the details about Jacob because we're talking about Joseph. And the patriarchs were moved by envy. They sold Joseph into Egypt. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the father loved Joseph more than the other sons. Right? And the Bible says, and the father had given Joseph a coat of many colors. May you receive your coat of many colors. What are many colors? Joy. Victory, breakthroughs, things working for you, going places, making strides. May you receive your coat of many colors. Hmm. And one day, the brothers were heading their ship in a place called Shechem. And the father said, Joseph, won't you go to Shechem to see whether it be well with your brethren? Hmm. And... You know, Joseph, as we know, he was always in trouble with his brothers. Why was he in trouble? He was a dreamer. Hmm. As a dreamer, he would tell his dreams to the wrong audience. The first dream, hey, we're gathering sheaves in the field and my sheaf rose above yours and your sheaves started to do obeisance to my sheaf. And the brother said, what? Do you think we're going to worship you? <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and he dreamed yet another dream. Don't just dream one. Dream again and again. May you dream again and again. 
Never stop dreaming. Mm. May the Lord lead you in visions and in dreams over and over again. May you dream even with your eyes open. Hallelujah. So he dreamed a second dream. He started telling, all this time, the sun and the moon and the stars, they were bowing to my star. And the father also heard it and rebuked him and said, do you think your mother and I are going to worship you? So there he comes, he's now coming. He goes to Shechem and he's told, no, your brothers are not in Shechem, but they're in Dotham. And he goes to Dotham. And then Dotham, he finds his brothers as he is afar off. They say, there comes the dreamer. Let's kill him. Let's do away with him. And then another brother says, no, 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 no. That's Reuben. Let's not kill our own brother. But rather, let's throw him in a ditch because he wanted to take him and then take him back home. He wanders away from the group. They throw him into the ditch and they take his coat of many colors. He is at the age of 17. He's a teenager when this happens. He's thrown into a ditch. His older brother Reuben wanders away. And then <laughs> Judah prays. Judah was extra merciful. He said, let's not kill our brother. Rather, let's sell him into slavery. <laughs> extra merciful. <laughs> they, saw the, they, they saw the Ishmaelites coming. She was talking about Ishmael. The Ishmaelites were coming. And they sold Joseph for 20 pieces of silver. Not even 30 like our Lord Jesus. 20 pieces of silver. Imagine 20 pieces of silver. Your own blood. They sold him into slavery. And now Joseph, he goes into slavery. And there he is put into Potiphar's house. Potiphar who was an officer of Pharaoh, who was the commander of the guard. Hmm. So he is in Potiphar's house. And because God was with him, <laughs> God was with Joseph. When, when God is with you, it is well. It is well. And the patriarchs moved with envy and sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. May the Lord be with you. In fact, he said, he will never leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> he says, I've written your name on the palm of my hands. Isaiah 40, 49. He talks about, I've written what? Your name on the palm of my hands. I will not forget you. As a nursing mother can forget, <laughs> yes, can a nursing mother forget an infant who is sucking? He says, yet they might forget, but I will what? I will not forget. He says, in fact, I've written your name on the palm of my hands. If ever God has a tattoo, the tattoo would write, Peter, Joseph, whatever your name is, is on the palm of his hands. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Verse 16, please. Behold, I've graven thee. Means, I have tattooed. I've written your name. It's engraved upon the palms of my hands. Thy woes are continually before me. Child of God, God has your name on the palm of his hand. 
He will never forget you. He knows you by name. You are not just a statistic. You are so important in the eyes of God. That is the reason why you are here. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are so important to God. You are here for a reason. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. I will never leave. He says, I will never leave you. Know what? Nor forsake you. He says, although you may walk through what? You may go through the, uh, through the waters. They are not going to sweep you. Although you walk through the rivers, they are not going to flood you. <laughs> although you walk through the fire, the fire is not going to what? To burn you. Because I am with you. As God was with Joseph. Because God was with Joseph. Let me, let me give four points here and then I'll expand on, on the reason. <laughs> number one. Because God was with Joseph. Number one. The Bible says in verse number 10 of Acts 7. It says, and delivered him. God was with Joseph. And number one, God delivered him. And number two, he says, and <laughs> he delivered him what? from all his afflictions. And number two, he says, he gave him favor. Deliverance, number one. Number two, favor. He was given favor. And number three, he was given wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Acts 7, verse number nine, please. He delivered him, number one, from all his afflictions. Number two, gave him favor. Number three, he was given wisdom. And number four, and in the sight of Pharaoh, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Deliverance, favor, wisdom, and promotion. Four things. When God is with you, you'll be delivered. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Psalm 37. Then 34. The 16, is it? 34, 16. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him from them all. Whatever affliction that you are going through, may the Lord deliver you from it all. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is a deliverer. As he delivered Joseph from all his afflictions. How the afflictions of Joseph, imagine you are a slave. You have been enslaved. You have been put in the house of Potiphar, the officer of Pharaoh. And while you are in the house of Potiphar, and Potiphar is giving you all the freedoms that you are craving for. And now Mrs. Potiphar, I cast some longing eyes. Mm. Mm. You are a slave. Now you are being accused for hitting on, on Mrs. Potiphar. <laughs> what kind of prison do you go to? <laughs> they'll, they'll put you in a dungeon and they'll throw away the keys. <laughs> After all, you are a slave and a slave, does a slave have a name? No. <laughs> you are a property. Mm. You belong to Mr. Potiphar. And they'll ask you, what is your name? I belong to Mr. Potiphar. That is Joseph. And the Bible says, and Potiphar, because the wife came and falsely accused him before the husband, and the husband was so angry that he put him in a dungeon where the king's prisoners are kept. But while he was still in the prison, because God was with him. When God is with you, 
It doesn't matter where you go. Prison house, white house, things will still work for you. While he's in the dungeon, while he's in that, now he's in a very limited place. Another, another arc in a negative sense. You know, I come from a place where we have prisons and our prisons are called correctional facilities. Where you're supposed to go and you get corrected in your behavior. But unfortunately, most people come uncorrected. You know, it's, it's a prison where you eat pudding, where you eat chicken and uh, fish or filamino and everything you want. And they give you a TV and you have visitation rights. At times, even conjugal rights. What a prison. What a correctional facility. But no, no, no. This dungeon was different. No, no, no. You were there. That's why you're doing your number one, your number two, and your visitors. Everything is in there. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a life. And while he's in there, the king, even himself, Pharaoh. Well, as he was with, uh, with our fellow prisoners, he was with the baker and he was with the butler. And they both have dreams. Remember, Joseph is a dreamer. Remember, Joseph knows how to interpret dreams. He interprets the dreams for those two gentlemen and the dreams came to pass. And he told them, when you are restored out there, remember me. But they forgot him for a space of two years. Yes, life might have forgotten about you, but as long as God is with you, because God remembers. God is not somebody who needs to be reminded by anybody. He knows you by name. He even says, even before you ask, he knows all what you need. The asking is just giving God permission to intervene into your life. Because God is such a gentleman, he doesn't force himself. But he wants you to say, Baba God, be involved in my life. By asking in prayer. <laughs> so, after a space of two years, God caused her, a Pharaoh to dream a dream. In fact, it was not even a dream. It was two dreams. Two nightmares, actually. There were two nightmares. Remember, he was dreaming about uh, uh, seven fetid cows and, and, and seven gaunty and lean cows. And the, the lean gaunty started eating up other cows. Can you imagine? He, cows eating other cows. That's a nightmare. It's a horror story. <laughs> Another horror story. He dreams, he sees seven uh, nice looking um, grains on a stalk. Uh, and then another seven blighted, full of disease. Uh, I'll tell you, a paradise for a plant pathologist because that disease, you know, it's like uh, you can almost study it and understand everything, what is going on in there. And those, the diseased ones, the blighted, they started eating up the good-looking ones. Another nightmare. And nobody can interpret the dream. And then the butler remembered, oh, there is a man in the prison, a Hebrew boy who knows how to interpret dreams. And they call him, they call Joseph. When they call Joseph, number one, he had to go and to shave. Number two, he had to change his garments. Ah, when your restoration comes, you are going to clean up and you are going to put on new garments. May you receive your new garment today. As your restoration begins today, receive a new garment <laughs> it's as if the garment of many colors is coming back on you. May you, re may you be restored your garment of many colors. Hallelujah. He put on a new garment and he was presented before Pharaoh. As is before Pharaoh, Pharaoh gives him his dream and Joseph begins to interpret. 
So as he interprets the dream, <laughs> Pharaoh looks at Joseph and he says, could there be anyone who is as wise as this man all over here in Egypt? <laughs> Genesis 41, verse number 38, please. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, and there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Hallelujah. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Hallelujah. Because God was a Joseph. He delivered him from all his afflictions. And because God was with Joseph, God gave Joseph favor. Favor in the sight of Pharaoh. May favor be your portion. May you be highly favored. Like Mary, she was chosen to be the mother of the Lord Jesus. The only virgin who carried God in a womb. May you be that high. In fact, Mary was highly favored of God. May you be highly favored. Mm. Because God was a Joseph, he gave him wisdom. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, verse number 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're getting. Mm. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore. Get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. You know, Dr. Mike Maddock, he says this about wisdom. He says in the world, there are no problems per se, but there is wisdom deficit. With wisdom, we can resolve a lot of things. You know, I come here at Love Economy. I see a beautiful edifice. Do you know what? I see wisdom. What I'm seeing here is what? Wisdom. Why? Proverbs 24. Wisdom. Has built a house. You don't need riches to build a house. Bishop Doug says, do, do riches make you to build? Or is building a house make you rich? Choose among the two. Who believe that riches make you to build? Anybody? Does, is building, does building make you rich? Oh yes. Oh yes. You don't need riches to build. What you need is wisdom. This edifice was built by wisdom. I'm seeing wisdom. Practical wisdom at work. And God granted Joseph wisdom. Wisdom to understand, to interpret dreams, to be relevant. Hallelujah. And God and, and Pharaoh raised Joseph to be a ruler over his family. Promotion. Promotion is coming your way as part of your restoration. 
Yes, the past promotion has bypassed you several cycles around, but this is your season of restoration where you are going to be promoted. Why promotion doesn't come from the east or from the south? It comes from the Lord from above. It's a season of promotion. I come to declare your season of promotion. May you be promoted even in your understanding of the things of God, in revelation, in dreams. May you be promoted on your professional job. May you be promoted in everything that you do. It's your season of promotion. Like as Joseph was promoted to become a ruler over Egypt. On that day, when Joseph was promoted, you know, you know how governments work. They have what they call a cabinet. Those are advisors to the president. And before a president makes any decision, he looks around to his advisors. Hey, we are about to make this promotion. What do you think, Ms. Uh, Minister Sorenso, Secretary Sorenso, can you tell us what you think? And he does consultations. And after he's done his consultations, he makes a decision, then he promotes somebody. But on this day, King Pharaoh, <laughs> he threw away all the protocol that exists. He, he, he looked at his deputies. He says, is there anyone? Oh, oh, you my deputies. Yeah, you are not even close to this gentleman. You are not even there. You are far away. This is the one. Ah, uh, is there anyone wiser than this man? May the Lord endow you with so much wisdom. So much knowledge that when people are around you, they just see a, a, a mouse ahead. Like, you know, those four Hebrew boys. The Bible says, as for those four Hebrew boys, as for those four Hebrew boys, <laughs> Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they were ten times better than their counterparts. May the Lord give you that level of understanding, that level of wisdom. Ah, he says, see a man who is good at his job. He's not going to stand before nobodies, but before the nobles. And on that day, they will say, this is the one that needs to become the prime minister. Imagine, Potiphar was one of the officers, he was there. He is the one who had taken him to the dungeon. I'm quite sure Potiphar was saying, Oh my God, I hope he's not going to try to, to come back to me and, and, and punish me for the wrongs that I did him. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were worried on that day. Just like his brothers who had said they are not going to bow a knee to him. When the famine struck, they came to Egypt. And guess what? Who was the prime minister? Who was responsible for the food? Joseph. And they bowed their knees to you. May they bow to you. <laughs> may your enemies who have seen you as a nobody, may they come and bow and say, hey, we have come, we have come, have mercy on us. May the Lord restore you and promote you to such a level by his grace, by his mercy. The God of restoration, may he lift you from the dungeon. Ah, maybe you are that Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, who was lame in both legs. And you were living far away in a dry place called Lodebar. A dry place. A place of lack of progress. And then one day the Lord moves upon King David and he says, Is there anyone who remains from the house of Saul that I may bless them? And they said, yes, there's yet a son, a son of 
Jonathan was lame on both feet. Remember King David said he didn't want any disabled people around him. But on that day, he said, go and bring uh, Mephibosheth. Uh, Mephibosheth, you are now coming from Lodebar. You belong to Jerusalem on the king's table. May your restoration be such that you are taken from your Lodebar, from your dry place, from your place of failure, to the table of the king where you eat with the Lord. Your restoration is complete today. Walk in your restoration be delivered from all your troubles. May the Lord grant you favor. And may the Lord give you wisdom. And may the Lord promote you. May you be promoted to higher places. Higher angelons. May you begin to cause things to happen. Because of your influence. <laughs> and the patriarchs were moved with envy. And they sold Joseph with into Egypt. On that day. When their father had died, they came to Joseph and said, please, our father told us uh, that we should come and repent before you. And he said, whereas you meant it for evil, <laughs> but the Lord meant it for God. The Lord meant it for God. All your troubles, they are orchestrated towards your God. <laughs> they, are try they are lifting you up to a place of promotion, to a place of restoration, a place of greatness. <laughs> would, would you want, would you want a doctor operating on you who, who, who has just done one lesson on anatomy and physiology? No. No. You want somebody who has gone through the crucible. Somebody who has gone through the fire. They know it all. Now they can almost do it with their eyes closed. Joseph went through the crucible to become the ruler of Egypt. To become the one on the throne. And Egypt and Joseph is you today. Raise up. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.